What's kicking chickens? I'm back from the dead. <laughs> I just am getting over COVID uh, this week. And um, holy shit. Uh, that shit was no joke. Um, Jen was on the receiving end of many a weepy and whiny text message from me. Um, it was... Maura was having fever dreams too on top of it. It was spectacular. It was, yeah, it was not a great, uh, it was not a great time. Um, Zero out of 10 stars. This was, this was very, very bad. Uh, But I'm back. What doesn't kill you makes you you more obnoxious and complaining. Um, And good Lord, do we have so many good things to complain about this week? It's all dessert. It's all dessert. It's all the political it literally, dessert. Honestly, it it's feels like all it's all good. dessert. Um, let's hit a couple of just side tidbits as we were coming across the uh, the information that we needed when we were doing our uh, pre-show pre-show like research and all that fun stuff. Um, I I came across a news article that said that McKee just pulled ahead of Nellie Gorbea in. Um, in the polls, and it is now 25% McKee to 23% uh, Gorbea, with the rest falling into varying other categories for uh, persons that they would like to vote for for governor. Um, and Jen, what did you say? <laughs> I said, A, how the fuck is that possible? And then B, we realized it's because he hasn't said anything or done anything. And that's why he still has some glean of hope for people. And they're willing to say that they support him. And that, you just have to wait until he starts talking. Exactly. That's literally the only time that he inches ahead in the polls is when he shuts the fuck up and doesn't do anything. Well, that's not a great, that's not a great and ringing endorsement for somebody that yeah. you want to be leading the fucking state. Jesus balls. And shame on all of you, you, the 25% of the poll takers. This is a man who is under FBI investigation, has dipped in and out of of every uh, time he's invited to speak in front of a crowd, can't can't be bothered to even show up for the people. And you all are like, yes, yes, this man is the right choice. Wake the fuck up. Honestly, this is very, like, in terms of psychologically this is like a hundred percent rhode island baby because like there's this thing that happens when you're in an abusive relationship with your politicians and basically it becomes familiar to you you know what i mean and so there's like a level of comfort that comes with mattiello you know ripping apart a room in the middle of the night for like imaginary mold to like allegedly get rid of things you know what i mean you're like yes this is the rhode island yes, that i that's recognize normal. yes right exactly so, like, it feels like home us. everyone Thanks. yes this is us just like reliving our traumatic rhode island roots in every new political relationship we find ourselves in we just love getting bent over the barrel you know it's like kind of our because then we can complain about it because yeah, like, this imagine is true. what would like, happen if you used we... our tax dollars fucking responsibly. This state is so small. We'd have like a hustling, bustling, like downtown shopping area. We'd have affordable housing. We'd have like public transit that could get places. If every year a million or two or five out of the budget didn't go to like random assholes for quote unquote consulting or chiropractic or like whatever. Yeah, whatever the fuck they do. 
whatever it is here's this the deal, year people. or this You have season. the opportunity of somebody saying, here's something better. And here's an old shit sandwich that you've been eating for years. And, and you like, all turn we- around and pick in the fucking sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll pick it again and again until we start to choose ourselves, baby. Okay. You got to love you before you can love somebody else. Rhode Island. You got to get your shit together. You got to think that we deserve better than this. Because that's what a lot of this comes from is fucking apathy. Nobody wants to be bothered to pay attention or do the work God, or Rody. vote or fucking testify worth. on bills or any of that shit. It sounds so exhausting. I just don't want to. I would rather have it go to hell in a handbasket and then I can complain about it and move to Florida when I'm 50. Where am I wrong? Where is the lie? <laughs> this zero lies detected. Like... Oh, with the exception of those people that move from Florida to Rhode Island seeking uh, political refuge, as is our gubernatorial candidate and Republican darling, uh, Ashley Callis. Um, Yeah. I have noticed in, again, in the pre-show research, so many like really nice headlines about Ashley Callis. Like all of the headlines read very like endearing and charming. And I'm like, bitch, I am looking for dirt on this woman. You are not helping me. But it was just interesting to me that like, I expect that shit from the Providence Journal. Um, <laughs> Let's be honest. But always, but like things like the Boston Globe calling her like the golden glove queen or something like, and like, okay, I don't really see what that has to do with her running for office, but like, feel free to focus on the weird shit. Um, yeah. Exactly. But, like, I know you're trying to humanize her, but it's like trying to humanize a fucking bot. Don't bother. Don't bother. Well, and that's one of the things I want to talk about is like real honest to goodness carpet bagging because Rhode Island is so fucking niche, right? That you could move to Pawtucket from Pawtucket to Providence and people would and run for office and people would call you a carpet bagger. Like that True. part is hilarious to me. I remember them saying that about uh, Barbara Ann Fenton Fung when she moved to Cranston and I was like, Oh yes. Cause Cranston notoriously has its own culture. You guys are like a bunch <laughs> of golf courses in a fucking garden city. Like, forgive me. I'm sure she'll figure it out along the way. Don't worry about it. We'll tease her hair real big. She'll fit right in. Exactly. Um, but this lady is a literal fucking carpet bagger. Like she bought a house in Newport a fucking year ago, registered to vote in Rhode Island in January. And then was like, I'll run this. I'll run this shit. Like, yeah, I, I haven't lived here ever, but I'll be governor. I don't understand that fucking instinct. And like, there are so many people who do it. And I just do not understand the idea that you think that you are so fucking special that you could move to a place where you don't know anybody and nobody knows you and you could still win everybody over. Like that's- Because she looks like a fucking Barbie doll. Jesus Christ. But clearly- All all the right wing men want to fuck her (laughs) and and all the right wing women wish they looked like her because that's literally all they give a shit about. She has the right look. That is it. And that is the only reason why she has made it as far as she has. If she was an ugly woman, this shit would not fly. There are no ugly Not women even within her own party. party. <laughs> they all look I'm, like... I'm spitting truth right now. I mean, it's one of the things that really bothers me about this is that, like, you have to have a fundamental 
misunderstanding of Rhode Islanders to think that you can fucking move here from Florida or Illinois or wherever the fuck she came from. Because none of the articles will tell me where she moved from last. Where was she last? Just tell me that. Um, And and that Rhode Islanders will like welcome you with open arms. Bitch, I have lived here my whole life and people don't welcome me with open arms. Like what? Yeah. Get the fuck. Get the fuck out of here. Put in the work, please. Put in the fucking work. Like, I can't. Oh, good God. God bless her heart, as they would say, where she's from. <laughs> yes, wherever that may be. <laughs> we just know it's not here. We just know it's not here. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, the governor's race. I mean, I think we both know that Jen and I are voting for our Lord and Savior, Matt Brown. Uh, us and four of our friends. <laughs> Maybe eight. He's up to seven percent. Ooh, go Maddie, go, go Maddie, go. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't understand. He's ahead of Helena folks. Oh, and Helena Daniel Fox. Munoz. Good, good, good. So he's he's hanging strong at third right now. I oh well, oh who's in last? Uh, Daniel. Is it Daniel Munoz. or is it the people who didn't Dr. even make it onto the poll? Tom. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah, Tom. Oh, I'm sorry. They didn't ask about Tom, did they? Because he's not a real candidate. <laughs> Tom that redacted, guy, redacted. That's my You think he adopted thing. like 18 year old kids so he could make them all vote for him? Oh, God. Oh, God. He's real. He's real popular on the Twitch streams. <laughs> <laughs> His Instagram is lit AF. <laughs> Oh, wait, what can, can you find his Twitter bio? There's something in his Twitter bio that made me laugh out loud the other day. I think he called himself like a social media influencer and I nearly fucking died. I'm like, you and your 87 followers. What? Let's see. Political and social thinker. It is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. What? <laughs> what? What? what i don't like i my brain can't process what <laughs> more you've been unwell so i would expect you not to but i haven't and i don't fucking get it either i am okay sure sure why would that be why would that be the thing that i would think was weird that's a good call Mora. um yeah it's yeah, these uh these people are really really popping off. Um and uh and one of the other real it's it's let's just remember it's not always <laughs> the Republicans. Uh it is oftentimes really be your own people. <laughs> um <laughs> fucking just on a sidebar. Kate Coyne McCoy, the chair of the Democratic the Rhode Island Democratic Party. Um not the chair, the director? Director, I, don't know. I think, whatever. Yeah. Her business card is lady who gets thrown under the bus first. Um, we have discussed on this show that the head of the party always goes to a woman or a person of color or a woman of color. And it's not because we're trying to be fair and equal. It's because they no. would never want to do a white man as dirty as they always do the chair of the Democratic Party. Just so we're clear, the chair of the Democratic Party is the first one to get thrown under the bus any and every time that things start to look hairy. You're like, yep. who can we sacrifice? Blame the director. The lady? Yeah, chuck her. 
Who can we sacrifice? The black man? Yeah, throw him face first onto the bus. Make the black man defend why you chose a Trump supporter over a Democrat on live TV. Yeah, you wouldn't want to like put a white man through that kind of trauma. Um, you want the women to swallow the bitterest pill in in terms of like the the rules of the Democratic Party? Yeah, make a black woman do it. Do it that exactly. way. Exactly. Let's make a woman of color do that job because it's especially shitty. Precisely. It's it's one of those things where like the Democratic Party pretends that they put uh women and BIPOC in these positions of power because they're like good people who actually want equality. But in reality, it's just because they would never do one of their own like that. So but they'll do one of us like that in a fucking heartbeat. Now, fucking time. that being said, this bitch did it to herself this time because Kate Coyne McCoy, for those of you who don't remember, as the chair of the party, tweeted out that she hoped that Lindsey Graham would die of COVID. <laughs> die. Die. She wished death on a grown ass man publicly, like on, like in writing, like she wrote it. She looked at it. Yeah. And she was like, yep. Dink. Um, which thought this is a great tweet. Send. Now, let me be clear. I have done and said some dumb shit. Um, as somebody who puts her foot in her mouth and chokes on her toes like daily, I, oh, girl, I, Same. I, I get Same. it. Oh, that's a rough. Not all of us, not all of us should have access to Twitter. You know, it's me, even me sometimes when I'm hopped up on NyQuil. Oh, you do not want me retweeting well, like my own self. You liked your own tweets and retweeted them retweeting, over and over again. Retweeting myself at three NyQuil. in the afternoon. Just fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's all good. We're good. Yeah. My um, favorite story ever. I know. I will never. And you know what? I own that shit because that is so perfectly mora like that is so perfectly dumb mora. That was like yep all you yep love it love to see it um but when all of the backlash the national backlash lest we forget um came for kate coin mccoy after uh after she tweeted this incredibly ill-informed tweet this bitch deleted her twitter like couldn't take it, couldn't take the heat, just deleted, just deleted her Twitter. It was like, I'm not playing, <laughs> taking my ball and I'm going home. Like, yep, I'm going to bounce. But every couple of months, she would pull a straight up Donald Trump and she would like take a scan of a fucking press release that she wrote with her name signed on it. And she would tweet it out from the Democratic Party Twitter, which like, girl, Come on, do or do not. Yeah. There is no try. You can't pussyfoot around this one. Um, <clears throat> so she is not, does not have a social media presence right now because, again, she cannot take valid criticism in any way, shape, or form. Uh, which, <laughs> same girl, I feel you on that. Um, I'm here to be adored. I'm not here to be <laughs> uh, criticized. Thank you. I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Moving not down on. for that. Thanks. Uh, I will take none of that and all of the praise. Appreciate you. Um, but she obviously is still in charge of all of the media that goes out on behalf of the Democratic Party, as that is what she fucking gets paid for, um, as well as all of the email blasts and anything that gets posted to the party Twitter. So as many of you know, Roe v. Wade is <clears throat> in danger of being... Um, Appealed, repealed. I don't know. I don't know what the repealed. Legal, yeah, thank you. What, what the legal term is? Um, they're you know they're they're getting rid of our 
uh, right to choice uh, on the national level. And this is a thing that we Rhode Island women have been harping about for decades. Like, hey, yep. abortion rights are not codified into Rhode Island law. And if anything ever happened at the federal level, we would be proper fucked. And we were told repeatedly that we were hysterical, that we were exaggerating, that we were being ridiculous. I really wish that somebody would go and have an interview with Nick Mattiello now and ask him, yep. you know, how crazy were we being? Um, how yeah. unreasonable? How Do you still outlandish? think they were nuts? Um, Do you th- still think they were hysterical the and shrill? Is, he's such a fucking narcissist that he would turn it around and be like, but I passed it. Like, oh, my fucking God. Oh, my, oh my fucking God. God. After you fought it every step of the way. And then he didn't vote for it. Right. No. Good God. No. Um, and no. here's the thing that we need to like, that I really want us to like laser focus in on. Nick is not, was not, will not be the only pro-choice, um, sorry, anti-choice, quote unquote, Democrat um, that is elected to the Rhode Island Assembly. The mm-hmm. majority, I would say two thirds of the leadership teams right now are anti-choice in some manner or other. Yeah. Um, with many of them having voted no on the choice bills that eventually did pass and were signed into Rhode Island law. Um, I think in my last year, uh, or the year, my second to last year, because the COVID year, we barely, we didn't do jack shit during COVID. Um, right. Home in March and we never came back. Um, and um, the Democratic Party has had the fucking audacity to spend the last two or three weeks Sending us email after fundraising email after fundraising email, um, tweet after tweet about how the Republicans are threatening to destroy a women's right to choose. And we need to donate to the Rhode Island Democratic Party, many of whom the leadership team are anti-choice, so would I not be donating money against my own vagina? Use your fucking noodle, Kate. I'm getting heated. See, I gotta... You got heated. That's okay. It's, it's really like, I I generally just ignore these emails. They're mass emails. I'm signed up for the newsletter because I am, at heart, a Democrat. Um, I yep, same. dumb, dumb, and dumb, apparently. Um, but, uh, I literally, I sent a reply and I was like, holy shit, this is toned down. Holy shit, I cannot believe that you are literally asking me for money to give to your leadership team, which will then use that money to vote against the rights of my, like, my womb. I, my brain, my brain is broken. Like, I can't, God, guys, I'm never without words. (laughs) They just, they want to rewrite history. They're trying to make it exactly as they want it to be seen. They want to be seen as this, you know, pro-choice, you know, inclusive party. And they're, they're just flat out not. So moral of the story is don't donate to the Democrat party, uh, donate to pro-choice women, you know, donate to Bridget Valverde and donate to Liana Kassar. You know, donate to Teresa Tanzi and Terry Courtfriend and Cynthia Mendes. All the good ones. Just, yeah, don't give your money to the party. They will waste it on Rubbers, Ruggiero, and Joe Shikarchi. 
um, neither of whom, as far as I am aware, no shade if I'm wrong, have or have had a, a womb. Uh, so very interesting. Very yeah. interesting that we would funnel our money directly to the wombless, the wombless individuals. Yeah. So now uh, the second half of this episode, uh, your girl's going to be riding solo dolo because um, despite the fact that we invested in a brand new laptop, um, the podcast program <laughs> that we use deleted the second half of the episode. So rather than make Jen make time for another call, I figured I would uh, I would go back to the olden days of just talking to myself and uh, and bring you the final story of the week. Um, so I would say we saved the best for last, except this is arguably, um, not the best. It's just the meatiest, um, <laughs> uh, conversation piece. And that is, um, the investigation into representative Carlos Tabone. So I want to preface this by saying that, um, the the ethics filing process is a really boring but really important part of the legislative process. And basically what happens is once you are elected to public office every year, you need to provide um, uh, a statement uh, that has all of your assets and all of your debts uh, to the state of Rhode Island. Um, honestly, to keep elected officials accountable, right? So we saw this nationally when Donald Trump um, very clearly had a lot of um, assets, supposedly, and additionally, a lot of debts, both personal and professional, uh, that he uh, maintained during his tenure as the president. And the reason this matters is, you know, say my first year up there, I give an ethics filing saying that I have $50,000 in credit card debt. Um, and then the next year, I provide an ethics filing that says um, that I no longer have any credit card debt. Um, the ethics commission would be able to then look and see that my income didn't increase at all. Um, but my debt decreased by $50,000. So where the fuck did that debt go? <laughs> um, and it's basically to prevent, I mean, let's be honest, desperate people do desperate things. And if you are in a large amount of personal debt, the odds of you being bribable become significantly higher. Um, this is actually a conversation that we've had on a broader scale about whether or not representatives should, uh, get more money to be elected officials, even though it's a part-time legislature, because, um, a lot of people think that it would prevent some of the crime and corruption and bribery. Um, so basically the idea is, uh, WPRI did an investigation into Rep Tabone and discovered that, he had a large amount of personal and business debts uh, that he never filed on any ethics filings. Um, another another little sidebar, because this is the part of it that like really, really upsets me, is the 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 type and the context of the debts that Reptabone had. So Jen and I are both single moms, and we talk all the time about um like the single mom rules, right? And regardless of whether you like somebody or not, as a general rule, there's a code among single moms where you don't fuck with another single mom's money. That's just like, whether you like somebody or not is not the point. You do not fuck with a single mom's money. 
Um, and so I bring that up because many of the people that uh, Rep to Bone borrowed money from uh, were, were using a real loose interpretation of the word borrow because he never paid any of these people back, um, were recent immigrants to the United States. And, you know, Jen and I have both been really poor. We have both had times where we did not know where our next rent or mortgage payment was coming from. There have been times where we did not know how we were going to feed ourselves um, in addition to feeding our children. And yet it never one time occurred to either of us to steal from other single moms, right? Like to, to be like, I'm struggling. Let me find somebody who's in the exact same position of struggle and take from them. Um, because we're not fucking assholes, obviously, is is the 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 difference here. Uh, and um, you know, I feel like this particular instance with Reptobone is like abusive and predatory on a number of levels, right? So a lot of these families, Reptobone had helped when they immigrated to the United States years ago, and so they felt some kind of not obligation, but like almost like they were in debt to him um, in a way. And and that made them more compelled to say yes. Um, another thing that made them more compelled to say yes was uh, the fact that he was a fucking state rep. Um, and that, you know, if you have not been up there, there's a certain level of appropriateness or propriety or or decency that's assumed from the people who have volunteered um, to be elected to serve you. Because at the end of the day, your elected officials are supposed to be serving your needs. Um, so in this particular story, the woman that they interview basically says that within six months of lending all of this money to Carlos Tabone, she wanted out. Um, and basically urged people to be very careful when he approaches with, you know, quote unquote business deals. Um, and to not give him money. So the thing, one of the other things that really pisses me off about this, and I'm going to toot our horn here on Can We Fix It? Um, we have had plenty of apology episodes. <laughs> We've done an entire apology tour. Um, and a lot of the reason for that is we want to encourage um, politicians specifically, but people in general, to own their mistakes. We as human beings are not perfect. We fuck things up regularly. Um, and if we're being honest, everybody knows that. And nobody expects perfection of you, right? But it's when people are assholes and double down and swear that they did nothing wrong, that's when we want to like burn them at the fucking stake. Um, I think we're seeing this nationally with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, where like public sentiment is very clearly against Amber Heard. And rather than just drop it and be like, all right, clearly nobody believes me, this girl is just like digging her fucking just digging her grave. Um, so that's that's kind of the point in time where public opinion shifts and it no longer becomes like we're all people who make mistakes and like fuck up and we should give each other grace to like yo if you're gonna double down and double down and double down like fuck you you got what's coming to you and that's kind of where i'm at with this tabone thing because tabone basically acknowledged that he made mistakes but he insisted that he never 
sought to deceive anyone. They will say they are the victims, and so will I. I've trusted a lot of these individuals as well, and I've believed in them. Unfortunately, if some people don't get their way, they become malicious as well. Woof, Carlos. Fucking woof. And I want to be clear that this is not a rep running around asking for a hundred bucks from people, okay? Basically, um, there is a... One of the one of the cleared up ones, right, is that uh, Tabone has been hauled into court. This is according to WPRI. Tabone has been hauled into court at least seven times since 2016 for allegedly failing to repay money he owed. Just last month, a judge ordered him to pay a debt of over forty five thousand dollars dating back 17 years so not only did this man and this is just one of the cases right uh, where a judge has ordered him to pay this is the case where the judge has ordered him to pay forty-five thousand dollars. those people are victims carlos you are not a victim because they went and told people that you fucking ripped them off for forty-five thousand fucking dollars, which is like a cool salary. Just so we're clear, like that's like a year's salary to some people. Um, you are not a victim because they did not keep this quiet. And even if we were to believe him and take him at his word that he's just like really fucking bad at business, um, they still have a right to be upset that you fucked them out of forty-five thousand dollars. Again, this is just one of the many cases. Um, WPRI also found that Tabone helped incorporate a string of LLCs that had their registrations revoked for not filing annual reports, and one was fined by the state for operating without a license. So it's very clear that paperwork means nothing to him. Um, Tabone has consistently listed his home address on official forms as Bloomingdale Ave, but he actually lives at a different property in his district. So let's just remember that clearly he's got enough money to have two fucking properties that he can list as his address, but doesn't have enough money to pay back the dozens of people that he fucking ripped off. Um, then he says, and this is the part where I just want to like, I want to reach through this phone and punch him in the eye. I think that in part tells the story of America, where someone gets up and gives it a try. When you give it a try, there's risks. There's a high likelihood that you may not make it. And I've done that for 20 years. Just tried. <sighs> Buddy, maybe you are not cut out to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> okay? I'm going to tell a real embarrassing story. I'm a grown-ass woman, um, and I do not ride bicycles. Um, I had a great many fucking heinous bicycle crashes uh, back in the day and injured myself repeatedly in like really fucking gnarly ways and kept getting back on the bike because I'm a stubborn bitch and that's how I do. But when I was about 12 or 13, um, I injured my dad in a bicycle crash um, pretty seriously. I was not paying attention and I rode my front bike tire up his back bike tire Flipped him off his bike. Uh, he crashed. He fucked his shoulder up so bad that he needed rotator cuff surgery. And um, and he never played guitar <laughs> the same way ever again. Um, and at 12 years old, I was so guilt-ridden and upset that I said, I'm not getting back on a bike ever again. Like, yes, bike riding is fun and enjoyable and it's a delightful hobby. And it was one thing when I was fucking hurting myself. But I have now, like, 
irreparably damaged my father. And that was enough for me at 12 or 13 to be like, I'm not going to ride a bike anymore <laughs> because I'm not trying to hurt other people just so I can go for a fucking bike ride. Carlos, maybe it's time you admit after 20 years, um, after a debt, a $45,000 debt that is 17 years old, after being hauled into court on seven occasions since 2016 for failing to repay money that you owed. Even if we're to take you at your word and you are just a terrible businessman, baby, get a job. Like you are clearly not cut out to be an entrepreneur. And it's crazy to me that if you lost 45,000 of your own dollars and you were okay to keep giving it the old college try, good for you. I would call that the American dream, you know, that somebody who just takes a risk and tries their best and sometimes it doesn't pan out. But after the first time that you lost a year's salary of somebody else's money, the fact that you did not look yourself in the mirror and say, you know, I'd love to be an entrepreneur, but clearly I'm not good at it, proves to me that you're an asshole, that you're a selfish asshole. Okay. So even if all of these business dealings were just that, you weren't trying to rip people off, you weren't trying to deceive people. You were just trying to live the American dream and start a business. Maybe it should have taken less than 20 years and 45,000 fucking dollars for you to figure out that you're not good at it. I want to also be clear that based off of Joe Shikarchi's reaction to this, um, there's obviously some fucking merit to this investigation, okay? Because Joe Shikarchi, um, literally hours after Target 12's report aired, announced that Tabone would no longer serve on the House Finance Committee. And I want to uh, read you the direct quote because this is what I think is very interesting. Everybody up there wants to protect each other and have each other's backs. And nobody wants to throw somebody under the bus if they don't fucking have to. So I want you to be very, I want you to pay very close attention to the wording of this statement. After watching the two reports tonight on WPRI and reading the online story, I had a conversation with Representative Carlos Tabone, Speaker Shikarchi, Democrat of Warwick, said in a statement. I asked for and have received his resignation from the House Finance Committee and its subcommittees, the ARPA Task Force, and his position as Deputy Majority Leader. One more time. I asked for and have received his resignation from House Finance Committee and its subcommittees, the ARPA task force and his position as majority, deputy majority leader. That is a big fucking deal that Joe is coming out and saying, no, he did not resign on his own. No, he did not leave of his own accord. I told him he had to leave and he agreed. Um, Shikarchi also addressed another of Target 12's findings that a part-time lawyer for the House had represented Tabone in one of his private court disputes. I will be instituting a new policy effective immediately, stating that the staff attorneys can no longer represent any legislators in their private practice, the speaker said. Um, again, this is all very interesting because you would not go through this kind of effort if, um, if you did not at least think that this was a credible story. Um, and I want to take us back to uh, a couple of years ago when um, there was a state senator who was asked by leadership to resign. Um, and I bring this up because a lot of people are going to say that Joe Shikarchi did not go far enough 
in his dressing down of Rep to Bone. Realistically, Shikarchi did everything he possibly could do short of having to bone removed from his position as a representative. Um, but that is literally an incredibly difficult thing. I think it's like a two thirds majority or something. It's insane to be able to actually fucking remove a rep as well. It should be because the voters elected them. So the legislator should not be able to get together and decide that they don't want to work with this person. Um, and the closest thing we've had in recent years was, I think it was 2018, um, Senator Nicholas Kettle was asked to resign by the Senate leadership um, after he was arrested, um, after he was arrested for like trying to extort sex from a Senate page and like video voyeurism and all this different stuff. And um, yesterday when Jen and I (laughs) recorded the first half of this, the second half of this episode, rather, um, Jen didn't remember Nicholas Kettle. And I said, yes, because he resigned before all of that shit hit the fan. And like, which would be a really smart move on Carlos's part if he resigned before all of these court cases, because then at least he could save face a little bit and could like bank on the idea that nobody would remember any of this in a couple of years. Um, I don't think he's going to do that because... He clearly, based on his quotes, doesn't believe that he's done anything wrong. He just thinks he's like a really bad businessman who tried his best. Um, Now, one of the other things that is very interesting about this to me is um, we all know our Republican colleagues basically have like a form letter (laughs) saved in their Google Drive for whenever a Democrat fucks up. That's like, dear Ethics Commission, we request an investigation into Carlos Tabone. Uh, for the crime of not filing on his ethics report. Um, (laughs) And that they could just fire these things out within like 15 minutes of one of these news stories dropping. Um, I joke around, but I am very much on board with an ethics investigation into Carlos Tabone. Um, And I also want to be clear that like, there's no possible way that this was like an oversight. Okay, it's not like you get there as a rep and they're just like file an ethics commit uh an ethics filing and you're like, what's that? And they're like, I don't know, figure it out. Fuck you. Like you go, they teach you, they have the lawyers there, you can ask questions if there are things that you don't understand. Um my fun, my fun ethics story is that I my first year went and sat through the ethics filing meeting to learn how to file my ethics report. Um, and at the time I I believe I was still a waitress and Um, and literally I was so poor that like none of this was applicable to me. Like I didn't have a savings account. I didn't have a credit card, like debts. Nobody would lend me money. I was so fucking poor. Like nobody would even lend me money. You know what I mean? And so I'm sitting there as they're like, and all of your stocks and bonds and your, your, you know, investment portfolios. And I'm just like this, none of this applies to me. Like I distinctly, I do remember raising my hand and being like, um, so do I count like my child support as extra income? And like, cause I don't know, like that was the closest thing I had to like an asset. And I just remember the look on like the state house lawyer's face of just like, what the, what's the fuck? Like everybody else is like asking about their second home and it's in their wife's name. And does that count? And I'm like, um, the the $3 that I get to raise my baby, should I include that? Or like, we could. Um, 
So like they, they teach you how to do these ethics filings. Um, and, um, and <laughs> one of the things that the GOP did say, which I thought was kind of funny is they like sent out a tweet that was basically saying that, you know, they're going to be, you know, filing an ethics complaint against Carlos Tabone. And basically we're just like, um, good luck collecting any fines. That you may impose, um, which is not funny because these are people's lives and these are actual like families and 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 you know working class people that he ripped off. But um, it definitely just like it definitely made me chuckle. Uh, whoever's in charge of uh, the the GOP uh, the GOP Twitter really fucking nailed that one. Um, but I uh, you know this this whole story is just like really again classic fucking peak Rhode Island, as John Oliver would say, could only get more Rhode Island if you were somehow a clam. Um, because we have somebody who's like using their position of power to, um, to convince people to do something that they probably normally would not, uh, do, which is like loan large amounts of money, um, or, you know, quote unquote, invest large amounts of money in what is objectively like a terrible businessman. Um, and, uh, him doubling down and saying that they're not the victims. He's the victim um, because he trusted these people, uh, which is weird because, like, I don't remember him lending any of them $50,000 um, and then being required to, like, have a fucking oath or, like, vow of silence about it. But I maybe I missed that WPR article. Um, him refusing, like, it's not like he willingly stepped down from house finance he was asked to step down from house finance um and you know skirting the requirements which is an ethics filing which is supposed to be able to um prevent these kinds of things from happening um it just it's it's upsetting. It's unfortunate. And, you know, if he were a decent person, he would recognize that what he did was wrong and at the very least apologize publicly to these people instead of fucking doubling down and acting as though taking a year's salary out of somebody's bank account isn't a big deal when it very fucking clearly is. So, um, Carlos, again, I would just say like, boo-boo, work at a movie theater, you know, like, you know, get a fucking, get a restaurant job, like anything, but like, don't, don't be a businessman because you're fucking bad at it and you're not ruining your life. You're ruining everybody else's. Um, so sorry that this was such a lonely second half of the episode. Um, it's year two, maybe someday we'll, we'll find uh, technology that, that works for our needs hasn't happened yet, but <laughs> knock on wood. Um, make sure you go to patreon.com slash can we fix it to become a patron and catch up on previous episodes. Um, huge shout out to uprise RI for giving us such a prominent place on the new website layout. I feel very important and fancy. Um, and thank you as always to all of you. Um, we, you know, we, enjoy bringing you the the headlines you may have missed the political dessert uh as the races are starting to heat up we're gonna have some more um 
district and uh, like area specific races. Um, I think we might have Jackie Goldman back on the pod to talk about their uh, city council race. We should probably get into congressional district too, because that shit is just like an absolute shit show. Um, And, uh, you know, as always, stay safe, wash your hands. Y'all need to wear a mask again, because this shit is really popping off. Uh, Or if not, you know, take it, (laughs) take your own risks, I guess. Um, And, you know, above all, go don't rob your neighbors, but go uh, be a good neighbor.